0: Welcome to the Laneway,
1: where we delve into all things health, fitness, lifestyle, and sustainable fat loss,
0: but coming at you with an unbiased, educational, and hopefully entertaining approach.
1: Welcome to episode 34 of the number one health and fitness podcast in the Southern Hemisphere as voted by Brad Lane. Uh, During the introductory chat, I tell you how my new eyes feel. Uh, Ash talks about uh, getting remarried, which is a little bit concerning for me. Um, We get into the questions. Uh, Question number one came from Christy. Uh, She asks, what are your thoughts on full body training versus body part splits? For someone training three times a week or for newbies, I can see the benefits for a three-day full body program but for someone strength training four to five days a week are there any benefits versus one versus the other question number two uh where should i start if i think i am suffering uh, the effects of poor gut health i was actually able to add some value for a change because i suffered with poor gut health to the point that i passed out on a plane two times question number three i'm considering joining an eight week body bullshit sorry body recomp program would love your thoughts Question number four, I love cooking with protein powder, but I've recently read that you shouldn't cook with protein powder because it denatures it. Love your thoughts. I'd never heard the word denature before. I thought that was either removing uh, trees from the forest or the pubic area. Uh, question number five, what's the difference between muscle growth and building lean muscle? If you can believe it, we work out a way to talk about cannibalism. All right, babe, we're on.
0: We can't be on yeah, because this was the least amount of ready that I've been ever ready. Not ready.
1: Well, sometimes you need to just force.
0: I don't need that. <laughs> look, look what I got.
1: What are you talking about? Oh, to- did you get that? I told you. Ah, okay. I thought you were talking about lube. Um, <laughs> I got your little charger, bro.
0: I don't need your little brick charger. All right. Although, hang on, I might take that back. No, I think I'm good. Okay. I think so.
1: I haven't looked at the questions. uh, We stop clicking stuff on the table. You better hear that, bro. Sorry about that. Don't apologise, honey. Don't let it happen again. We've spoken (laughs) about this time and time again. Sick of your...
0: Uh, I'm not really. This is probably (laughs) the least amount of um, preparation for a podcast I think we've had ever.
1: I haven't looked at the questions. I literally just did our quick test thing. It's normally... So what we normally do is I'll sit down and do like a test minute, just... To make sure everything sounds like it's meant to and all that stuff. And I did like a test 10 seconds. Yeah, it totally like, cut me off. You have to screw that like that. So screw that one that way and that one that way.
0: Brad's teaching me how to use my microphone. Yeah. Got it.
1: Yeah, because I, um, uh, I think that uh, that one was a bit loose.
0: <laughs> um, I don't have the questions.
1: Okay. Well, let so you, me. Might
0: have, you might as well send them over to me. Do you have notes of what you'd like to chat about today, sir?
1: I have got – oh, sorry, there you go. I have seen one question because Christy Lane asked one earlier in the week, so I screenshot it and put it in there, and then we had the questions. We had quite a few we missed last week, that I had to put in there.
0: So, okay, cool. Um, this Friday, I don't know, shall we speak about it now? Or shall we speak about it after?
1: No, talk about it now, for
0: well, sure. Well, because I put on my Insta stories. Silly me, though, right? This is this is how silly I am. Um, last week, I think it was Friday, I advertised for a physician for a short-term position for one hour. Why are you shaking your head at me? Because <laughs> you're not surprised.
1: You're like I've got a giant secret that I'm not going to tell anyone. Also, uh does anyone available to photograph or videograph my <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and yeah. apparently everyone saw it and I was like how I posted it in a private group and all these people are like oh my god I can't believe you're doing this blah 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 and I was like oh that was a bit of a what is it like an anticlimax? climax yeah. like my my secret got ruined um However, I put it on my Insta stories the other day with a little question box, like two days ago, and said, do do you guys know what is happening this Friday? And I would say that probably a little over 50% guessed, um, which I'm like, okay, that's not too bad. Not everyone knows, but we're going to announce it now. So this coming Friday, Brad and I have been married for one decade.
1: That's crazy.
0: That is cray cray. And... We have decided that we are going to also get divorced, (laughs) renew our vows, which I'm so freaking excited about. We actually said on we've been
1: we've been planning this for ten years. We
0: actually have, have Mm. we not? Yeah, yeah. On the day that we got married, we were having that much fun that we were like, you know what, we're doing this again in ten years.
1: Straight away, as soon as we had our wedding, we're like, that was. Epic. That was so much fun. I want to do it again. We we're both like pumped, ready to do it again, straight away. Straight away. Yeah.
0: I was like, I don't care about anything. I don't mm. care how much it costs, yeah. whatever, we're doing this again. And you were like, 100% we are.
1: And we are sort of, ever since, we've been like, you know what, we should do like a 10-year thing. Yeah. We'll renew our vows and, you know, have like a bit of a, it won't be a wedding wedding, yeah. like our first wedding wedding. Yeah. It'll be... Uh, significantly cheaper so it's not like a traditional you yeah. know because weddings can get expensive Absolutely. so it's not that you know what it is it's a short it's a, a small gathering of our extremely close circle of friends yeah just coming together to you know which will happen more than once on that night <laughs> just to all celebrate having them in our lives us being grateful that yeah we've got such a good circle of friends sh- and and that we get to share our life with them and then also us, I guess, being grateful for each other. Yeah. And for the last 10 years, you know, we always, we always do talk a lot about celebrating your wins. Yeah. And, you know, 10 years is a fucking decent dig, man. If we look back to the people we were 10 years ago, it was very different.
0: Both of us were very, very different people.
1: Mm, and it takes just because we've got – a fantastic relationship doesn't mean it doesn't take work. Absolutely. Good relationships and shit relationships both take work and arguably maybe good relationships maybe take more work. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't been in a shit one. But, <laughs> like, it's, uh, it's fucking great. I wouldn't change it and the work's worth it. But it's not, um, it's not always smooth sailing and it's not always, uh, you know, there's – going to be a challenge a hiccup a this a that all the way you know so yeah. being able to make it through all that shit and you know share so much you know because we are together a fuck ton yeah you know it's worth that's a win right
0: absolutely and so
1: we're gonna have a we're gonna celebrate it 10 years of winning together on the exact day which it happens to be a friday instead of a saturday
0: yeah exactly and um, the other cool thing is – Cheryl's going to be there. Cheryl's yeah. going to be – she's going to come along, of course. We can't leave her off the off the boat. Um, but a couple of cool things. So one is we have organised our celebrant who married us to come and do our varonade. And I just got off the phone to her and she's so pumped. Yeah. She's like not your typical celebrant. Like she, when we met her, we were like she's our woman. She's young, fresh, modern – like just relaxed super just chill and that's who we are right
1: that sort of sort of was the vibe of our wedding yes was you know we still did everything normal yeah but it was on the less extreme it was much more chill yeah yeah it was much more of a relaxed vibe
0: Exactly. We had 40 people there, 40, yeah, 40, maybe 45 at the most people Mm. there um, at our actual wedding. And to be honest, we've got 20 people, including ourselves, Mm. coming to our vow renewal. And I was having a look at like the people that are coming and I'm like, I don't think hardly any of those people were actually at our wedding.
1: Yeah, which we still love the people that came to our first wedding. Absolutely. And like... It's just life has changed, exactly like if we could go back ten years and were those people I'd still invite those people, yeah. we still talk to everyone we still
0: absolutely love them
1: all, it's just life has evolved, and life has changed, and it's just i think it's- inter- it's an interesting reflection
0: it truly is, and I love how you say like yes they those people we still love them, they're still we still speak to those people, it might not be as frequent. But the people that are at our wedding are people that have come into our lives, I guess, for a reason and are extremely close to us, like close, close to us for a reason. Mm. And I, I love that. I think that's so cool. So I think it'll be awesome for our close, very close knit circle of friends to experience that, I guess, for us. Mm. Um,
1: Having Sydney shut, put it. A little spanner in the works. So my best man lives up here. So my best man, who is my best mate still, he's obviously going to be there. Um, My two groomsmen, both are in Sydney. Yeah. So um, they can't – they just can't get here. Yeah. Your cousin Jordan, who we both love, and his wife, and actually they've got a new baby. Yes. They can't come up, you know. So it has – you know, there's a couple couple people there that we would love to have – been able to share it with but you know um we just can't with the border closure or whatever yeah
0: absolutely Mm. absolutely so yeah so that was one part the other part is um and some people may actually know who the koi boys are and some people may be like i don't even know who they are but a lot of people on the gold coast know who they are they performed at our wedding and well two two of them that was
1: before they were they were still a Actually they may not have even been the koi boys. I think then. that
0: was sex and chocolate.
1: There you go. That was before they were fair like I would say they're kind of a big deal now. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, They've I'm been sh- on the
0: voice a couple of times. I'm shocked
1: that Nuz in particular yeah. is not a fucking superstar. Yeah. Like he has got everything it takes. But you know how sometimes just I don't know, look, I don't even know. Maybe he doesn't want to. Maybe yeah. he just wants to do what he's doing. <laughs>
0: yeah. Absolutely. Maybe he's just happy
1: doing you know just doing him. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I I totally agree. So we had Nuz, which was kind of like the centre of attention kind of thing, and Kevin at our wedding, and we just asked Nuz along this time. Like, we're on a smaller boat. I feel like one of them is enough. Um, So he's coming along. Yeah,
1: so we've got the same entertainment. Yeah,
0: the same celebrant. The same
1: celebrant. Same husband and wife.
0: Same husband and wife, which is great. We have a child that we've thrown in the mixer. Yeah. And I'm going to wear my wedding dress. Yes. I'm so excited.
1: Yeah, we tried it. Well, you tried it on on Saturday or Sunday?
0: Sunday, I think it was. (laughs) I wasn't going to try it on until Friday. Yeah. So after the wedding, I actually had it dry cleaned and boxed. Like there was this company that box it so that it doesn't they don't go yellow that they just like kind of like a you know if you ever had display dolls as a kid I know my dad always bought me like display dolls that weren't allowed to be taken out of the box like imagine being a kid that had Barbie dolls that couldn't come out of the box they're kind of like that so my wedding dress was boxed like you know in this perfect thing and it had a little flap that you would open and you could look at it well it came in a plastic bag when I picked it up, and I sticky taped the plastic bag up. So I couldn't even open the lid. And we didn't, I have not seen it, not even open the lid until Sunday. And I, and I was a kind of a bit nervous. And I said to Brad, you know what? I'm just going to open it on Friday, which is our thing. I'm just going to put it on then. And it is what it is. Um, but Brad and my mum both were like, can you just take it out and please try it on? Well, back when we got married, I didn't train. And I was like, uh how would you describe me skinnier (laughs) skinny very very straight up and down very lanky um yeah so well
1: you would have how much weight
0: i'm 10 kilos heavier than i was when we got married yeah um yes
1: i'll be honest i expected you to be 10 kilos heavier 10 years later But not in this way. Yeah,
0: you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I was like, oh, it'll be fine. It'll it'll be fine. I fit so many clothes that I wore ten years ago. The only thing I think that I was a little bit concerned about is my back is wider because you know when you grow muscle and my glutes are bigger. Mm. Your arms, my arms. It doesn't matter because it's a strapless dress. So whatever. If they they are definitely bigger. My arms are probably one of the most noticeable things, but. So we put it on, and it was so funny to see how different my body shape is in comparison to 10 years ago. It still fits just mm. um, because my back, like doing it up across my back, there was like a massive difference between. So there's like,
1: what's that flap thing called across the back? So I if don't, you picture like, like a panel, it's like a panel. So the back of the dress has got like a shoelace, like a lace all, up, a yeah. lace up all the way. And so rather than just having skin through the lace because the lace might start off close together and as it goes up your back, it might widen. Yeah. Rather than just having skin through that gap, they've sewn on like a flap or a – what do you call it? A panel. A panel. Yep. so just enough so that the panel goes from one side it's sewed, from the other side it's not connected, but you just pull it across like you would the tongue of your shoe nearly. Yeah. And it goes under by an inch and you couldn't tell if it goes under by a centimetre or goes – wraps around five times. And then you just tie it up. Well, that panel – is too short to touch the other side by probably two inches. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we pretty much had a stand on your back and your mum and I were just...
0: Pulling it in. Yeah. Well, because it is um, quite a tight-fitting dress to just below my hips and then it's like a fishtail at the bottom and... The, the back of the dress actually goes down below my bum crack. So where you're tying up the dress, Brad's like, I'm like, it'll be fine. Just leave it open. And Brad's like, you don't understand. Like I can actually see your bum. Mm. And by the time we laced it up down the bottom, it just pulls in. It's like a corset. It just comes in and it was fine. Mm. Um, However, I do recall on the wedding night, how uncomfortable the dress was and for that reason, I actually had already planned and have already pre-purchased a dress to change into on Friday after the vow renewal. So I just wanted to wear it for that. Um, it fits. It's fine. Wait
1: till you guys see the photos. It is fucking amazing.
0: I'm so excited. It is.
1: It is the best. I remember back then being like, "Wow, <laughs> you will not get a dress that that dress was made for you. Aww. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that is." It is like, uh, you know, when a girl has her perfect dream wedding and a perfect dream dress or whatever? Yeah. That's what that dress is. And it's just as – it hasn't aged at all. No. Not as in physically, like, but as in – I don't mean like it hasn't torn or cut, yeah, discoloured. Yeah. Like it hasn't aged as in it doesn't look like – so if I pulled out a shirt from 10 years ago, yeah. it would be a very different style or yeah. fashion. It hasn't aged at all. It looks like – you just went and got that dress for your wedding on Friday. Yeah. It looks fucking unbelievable.
0: I'm so excited. Like, yeah. actually, yes, I totally agree with you. Pulling it out, I'm like, it, it's almost, it's held, it's, what do they say, timeless? They're timeless. like, it's a timeless piece. Like you. Like me, right? Just you like and fine also wine. like
1: my uh, Botoxed forehead. <laughs> Timeless
0: people. People usually say to us like they a couple of times. I've had people say fine wine to us. Like if I've posted an old photo of you and I, I feel like we both have definitely mm. gotten better with age. Um, but yeah, that's just I'm s- actually so excited because we lead such full on lives. We haven't had a chance to I guess sit and think about this. All prepare until kind of for, like
1: for the the what do we call it? Do we call it a wedding? It's not a wedding. I feel like we call it's it,
0: not a wedding, but can it, we call
1: it Cheryl's pool party. <laughs> Cheryl's, Cheryl's yacht, boat party. Cheryl's boat party. <laughs>
0: Cheryl's yacht party. Cheryl's
1: yacht party. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, why not? I feel um, like what
1: is it? It's a. I it's don't. A, know.
0: It's actually called a vow renewal. A vow renewal. Okay. Yeah, but it just doesn't sound as inviting. As like Cheryl's boat party because that's yeah. kind of the vibe. Yeah, but just going to be a
1: vowel boat party. Yeah, How about you, just a boat party. Boat
0: party. Yeah. I like the boat party yeah. idea. Um, yeah. So because we haven't had a chance to actually sit and think or really actually chat about it properly mm. until this week, where we're like, "Holy shit!" I was this like, "I better buy a
1: suit or something to wear." <laughs> you know.
0: When did we, we – did that like a week ago. I
1: bought some shoes. I was like, I really like these shoes. And I was like – I went to the shop and they're like, we can't get them. They're like, but you can order them online and they should show yeah. up in time. And I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm going to be honest. It's the most expensive pair of shoes I've ever bought. But I was like, you know what? This is what I want. Yeah. And so the shoes are on their way in the post. They should show up in time. And they should show up on Friday. Yeah. And then the next day I looked and it said no shoes on the boat. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck.
0: (laughs) I was like, wow, that was silly of us, wasn't it? But it's not, like, it's kind of like a – Look, I'll get plenty of –
1: it's fine. I'm not worried. But I'm like, you know, there's one thing that I've never really worried about is dress shoes. Like, it's probably the one thing in my life I'm like – I used to have to wear dress shoes every day for work and I would get, you know, $100 dress shoes, which you can get $20 dress shoes. So when I got $100 dress shoes, I was like – these are fantastic quality. They should get 12 months yeah. and this is, this is all I'm interested in. So when I got proper shoes, I was like, it was a big deal for me. I'm like, yeah. fuck yeah, man. These are, I've never got yeah. excited about Pimpen. dress shoes. You know, like when you got your new, your latest Metcons, yeah. like you're like, oh yeah, man, they're mad. They're yeah. like really cool. Yeah. I'm like, I never thought I'd get excited to get dress shoes. Is dress <laughs> shoes the right word? Whatever they yeah, are. Yeah, they are. And I'm like, finally excited and then I was like, the next very next day, I was like, uh, no shoes on the yacht. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're like, uh, is there an exception? I was like, the
1: groom will be getting an exemption from that rule uh, or there's going to be a problem.
0: <laughs> oh, so yeah. So that's pretty much um, our exciting vibes for Friday, which I cannot wait. I feel like I didn't really know how I wanted to kind of tell people because I know th- people will be super excited, but... Like we did it on the podcast, which is great.
1: Yeah. And before we get into the questions, I'll be able to see you this time.
0: Oh, yes. We actually can just like chill out. And No,
1: that's not what I mean. I've got new eyes. Oh,
0: my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I can
1: actually see you.
0: It's been nearly a week and I have already – I'm just like, yeah, of course you can see me. You forgot already. Yeah. How crazy is that? Brad Mm. got his new eyeballs, guys. He can see.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, a lot of people probably follow us – on socials anyway so may yeah. know but yes i've been banging on about these eyes and the dramas and all that stuff and finally went in on friday morning for them to check to make sure um where um the surgeon had removed the tic-tac from my <laughs> eyelid to make sure it had healed enough yeah. and the eyeballs all good so i didn't know until that morning whether we were thumbs up or thumbs down we were a thumbs up for the friday left came back at what two thirty p.m to the yeah. laser eye surgery oh, place yeah, yeah, yeah. so i went in in the morning at 9 a.m yeah. they gave me the thumbs up said come back at two thirty. Two thirty, 2 30 have a valium have some painkillers chill out for an hour did that went in and within 20 minutes i was back out with semi blinkers on where i couldn't see
0: they were exactly like that
1: yep and um they give you uh two sleeping tablets and they tell you just to go home go to bed and i was like yep cool i actually left surgery feeling pretty good
0: Well, yeah.
1: You wanted to have – you were like semi – could have a cocktail. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? There's beers in the fridge in the car. (laughs) I was like, I'll have a fucking beer. I I actually feel quite good. And I actually thought let's – you know, I could nearly go down to Paradise Point and have a beer down there, you know. Well, from the time we left surgery to the time we're nearly home, I was like, okay, this isn't fun anymore. They hurt. (laughs) I really want to just go home. You know when your eyes are that bad – that you can't stop them from squinting hard shut. Like, if anyone's ever had, not pepper spray, but, like... Um,
0: I hope no one's had pepper spray. Plenty of
1: people listening would have had a pepper spray.
0: Really? You have not had a pepper spray?
1: Babe, some of our listeners seem like shady characters.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And I'm assuming they've been pepper sprayed, all right?
0: Like bug spray?
1: Like, if you had bug spray in your eye, You know, you get something in your eyes. It's not meant to be in your eyes. Chilly?
0: Oh, totally how cheap. the
1: fuck are you cooking?
0: Well, sometimes, and I'm sure there is going to be 100% be a listener. Is there any chili
1: left in this thing? Let me look.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There is 100% going to be someone here that has cut up chili and accidentally rubbed their eye.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, but no pepper spray? No, definitely no pepper spray. I think you're categorizing our listeners. I just feel like they're not
0: the type of people that would have been pepper sprayed.
1: What if they have been? Now they're feeling bad, they're like, oh, fuck.
0: <laughs> I'm sure there's a really good story to go maybe with
1: Maybe there's it. a police officer listening. Actually, and some of them, well, I don't know if it's all of them or just some of them, there's a chance it's all of them, have to get pepper sprayed. What? Okay, maybe I made that up.
0: I feel like I'm you made sh- that up. I'm,
1: I could have sworn... Maybe this is not the case anymore. We have
0: a few police. Okay,
1: so Popo, reach out. At one point in time, I was I had a few, a couple friends that were police officers, and as part of the training, you, everyone gets pepper sprayed so that they get to feel. <laughs> maybe, did I dream that?
0: I feel like, uh, look, hey, I don't know. I don't know. Look,
1: this is, yeah.
0: It could be true.
1: Because you know how you see videos. Police officers, please reach out. You know how you see videos of police getting tasered in their training? I don't think I've never everyone. Seen that. Haven't you seen the chick that grabs the guy's dick?
0: No. Okay,
1: so there's a video where there's a female police officer. I believe she's getting trained, and I believe they're testing. Uh, this is what I, I'm speculating. This part. Let's say there's ten police getting trained, either on their police academy or how to use a taser, whatever, some kind of training. And they go, we need a volunteer to get tasered. I'm speculating this bit because I know she gets tasered. I know that bit, but I'm like leading up, surely this is what's happened. We need a volunteer. Chicks put a hand up. I'll get tasered. Cool. What we're going to do is we're going to have a police officer on one side holding you by the arm, a police officer on the other side holding you by the arm, all facing forwards, you know, like this, and then someone's going to shoot you with the taser, uh, just for the five seconds or whatever, so you get to feel what it's like being tasered. I think, like, I don't know if everyone gets tasered or they <laughs> just taser a person. Who knows? I don't know what they're doing. Maybe they're fucking around on a Friday. I don't know. <laughs> well, anyway, she's like um, like holding her hands like she's holding a shopping bag in her inner elbow. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Of. Well, they taser her and, you know, you see people, they sort of go stiff or whatever when they get tasered. Her hand goes straight down and grabs a guy on the <gasps> dick and she's obviously squeezing and he's like, uh, 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 and she's like,
0: uh, uh. oh, no way. Haven't you seen that video? I've not we, seen we, all right, so we probably, some weird stuff. Yeah,
1: we watch different stuff. So I could have sworn <laughs> at one point, maybe similar with, do they still have pepper spray?
0: Yeah, I've seen it recently, like in all the, they call them riots, but I feel like they haven't been, protest, protest is probably the right word. Well, They've been using pepper spray. Okay, there
1: you go. So I'm sure during a class, you know, there's 20 new police, I don't know, cadets, academies, whatever, trainees coming through. Um, surely they go, it's pepper spray teaching day, <laughs> we need a volunteer. Surely,
0: can someone please confirm this? Because I'm a little shocked that people are volunteering to get pepper sprayed.
1: Someone's got to put their hand up.
0: Oh no, thank you.
1: Yeah, so there you go, judging people again. So anyway,
0: why did where did this come from? Oh, uh, because you felt like like being being pepper sprayed,
1: bug sprayed, and you know when your eyes force themselves close as hard as they can, you have no control over it. Yeah, like it shudders, And, and they um just leak, like they're just constant flow of. Water comes out or tear. It was like that. So a couple of minutes from home and it had gone from let's go get lit to, oh, my fucking God, this is not fantastic. And they just, it wasn't terrible, terrible, but it was very uncomfortable and they just wouldn't open or whatever. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to have the sleeping tablets, wake up in the morning, go home, have the sleeping tablets. It probably took about, so I reckon I went to bed about 4.30.
0: Yes, you did.
1: Every 30 minutes you'd wake up and like, ah, it still hurts. Go back to sleep. And then about midnight I woke up and – because remember I got to, to put my clock on. I was like, I need to see what the time is during the night. Yeah. So midnight I woke up and the pain was gone. And I'm like, oh, sweet. It's not painful anymore. I slept from there till 4.30 in the morning and woke up at 4.30. And I was like, ah, oh, it's time to get up and test these bad boys out. <laughs> yeah. And I went and took the weird mask thing off and I got a bit of gunk in my eye. And I uh, reeled open the blinds. And I was like, oh, get fucked. I can see, babe. I was like, babe, I can fucking see. I can see better than I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen like this in my whole fucking life. I'm pointing at shit out our window. I'm like, can you see that? And you're like, yeah. I'm like, I've never seen that before. I'm like, I could see everything, dude. I can see that. Well, I can pretty much see into the future. I can <laughs> see. I'm like... Everything's crisp, you know. Anyway, so the way I explain it is if you think of an iPhone 5, if you were to look at a photo from an iPhone 5 now and then look at a photo from an iPhone 12 or 13, that's the difference. It goes
0: from that blurry...
1: well, it's not blurry back then. It's normal. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're like. But you,
0: just now looking at it, though, it's distor- almost now distorted. It is. Yeah.
1: Now it is. But if you've only ever had an iPhone 5, at the time, you're like, this is great. Yeah. You know, this is epic. This is totally fine. It looks real life. Whereas if you compare it now, you're like, oh my God there is a huge difference and it is so crisp and clear and the outlines of things are very clear and not blurry or fuzzy and i had you know contacts and glasses and when i would do the test i would still get 2020 like my vision was 2020 yeah. i would still get the bottom line so i thought i was like well this is as good as eyes get like i can see fine i was wrong
0: <laughs> turns out
1: bro uh, ugh. It's unbelievable. It's crazy.
0: It was quite an emotional experience too, hey. Like- I could,
1: honestly, I had to – I promise I had to hold back tears. I did. I held back tears. And you know when you see like those videos of kids seeing for the first time or seeing colour for the first time yeah. and they cry? That's how I felt, man. And all it was, I could, I've always been able to see. But just the difference, the vast immediate difference, I was like get fucked. And I'm, t- I'm like, is this how you see everything? And you're yeah. like, yes, this is how I see everything. I'm like, I get why people were confused while we're together. I'm looking at you. I'm <laughs> going, oh, someone, someone's fucking done all right for themselves. Lucky I couldn't see. I had a false confidence <laughs> before. But too late now. Ten years
0: done now. What
1: can you do? What can, nothing. You're stuck with me now. Yeah.
0: It was, it was crazy. So we took your eyeballs for a test run. Mm-hmm. We went outside mm-hmm. just to reconfirm that you could really, really see all the cool shit out there. Yeah. And you were just shocked. No. Every walk, like every step, I S- should say.
1: Babe, still today.
0: yes, like- It still
1: happens today. I'll go to read something and I'm like, oh, my God, that's a really clear picture.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, honestly. It's like you
0: upgraded your TV.
1: It's like upgraded from iPhone 5 to 12. You, It would take a while you'd still open your phone and be, oh, oh, wow, that's clear. The time is clear. Like, when I read stuff, I'm like, that's very clear. I didn't realise there was a bit of blur around things. Yeah. No blur.
0: No blur at all, just crystal. That was
1: one thing I didn't super understand. I put it off for a long time because I thought the pros of it were you don't have to put your contacts in and out. And I'm like, it doesn't bother me that much. I'm used to it. I thought, you know, it'd be small things like – um. Uh, on the jet ski or like swimming, if you get a bit of water in your eye, it's pretty shit with contacts and, and then you've got a sore eye for the rest of the day. Yeah. I was like, oh, it doesn't happen that often and I can deal with a sore eye. Jet skiing, you get a splash in the face, you know, uh, it's not the end of the world. You can't open your eyes underwater. Nah, there's nothing under there to see. <laughs> yeah. Too, you know what Wear I mean? Wear goggles. <laughs> Wear goggles. Yeah. It hasn't, I've, so far, I'm like, it hasn't been enough of a reason, and it's really probably just all this infection shit that I'm like, I'm sick to fuck, Mm -hmm. of having it. wear glasses are a different thing. I'm like, yes, these negatively impact my day-to-day life. If I didn't have a choice, I'd fucking suck it up. But I was like, you know what, I have got a choice. And I feel like I wasn't ready to listen because I'm sure people would have told me before, I'm sure people would have said how much fucking better your eyesight will be. Maybe I just didn't listen. You know, before you have a baby, yeah, no one can tell you what it's going to be like, <laughs> Yeah, even though everyone probably does. Everyone's probably like, this is what's going to happen. This is how you're going to f- – oh, you've never loved all this shit. It's not till you have that thing that you're like, oh, my God, this is horse shit. You know, you're <laughs> yeah. like, no one's telling me this thing is going to scream all day or whatever. Yeah. No, one, no And like, you know what, people told you, you just – don't know what you don't know.
0: A hundred percent. This so, is like another your, one of those. Like your
1: programs and shit. People are like, oh, I don't mind cardio. I don't mind this. I don't mind. And then like, oh, my God, I can eat with my family. I can, you know, like yeah. all these, um, everyone, everyone signs up for the fat loss, they get all this other shit. No matter how much you tell them about the other shit, they don't put, they, not they don't listen, a lot of people might struggle to get the how much of a positive impact that stuff could have for them. Yeah. And I think that yeah. was me. I think people probably said how sick this is. And I just think to me, I thought maybe I had subconsciously, I have 20-20 vision. I don't see poorly. Yeah. I, I, the optometrist gives me a high five and a lollipop. <laughs> I'm fucking grouse. I read the bottom line, bro. You're fine. I was wrong. And now I know. Now you know. Crisp man.
0: Crystal clear. I we can have see I, what you're have thinking. We have IC in competitions now. We do now. Actually, <laughs>
1: your vision's good. Yours is the same as mine.
0: I've got very good vision. Yeah. Thanks to my mum and dad. Yeah. Thanks to genetics. Yeah. Um, I think it's just cool. I just think for the first time ever, I don't think I've ever been grateful for my eyes. Honestly, like truthfully thinking about when it, you think about all the things that you're grateful for, that's one thing that I don't think I've ever been grateful for until I saw you be able to see and I was like I cannot believe for the last 34 years of my life I told someone yesterday I was 33 by the way (laughs) I'm 34 apparently um for the last 34 years of my life that I've never I've taken my eyesight for granted what the hell and it's probably out of all of our senses one of the most important things or one of the things that we should be the most grateful for Mm. you know I just think it's so cool it was just so cool to witness and I loved that we spent the weekend looking at you
1: <laughs> we did too <laughs> we, did. we did
0: we didn't we really didn't do any work we just actually just used your eyes and yeah. I, I thought it was great it was yeah. so good <laughs> it was so good. fucking
1: fantastic Wasn't for it? me and a lot of the benefits I like see that clock over there look how clear that is that's not normally on which yes, is right. which is why I can why I've just happened to notice it like just see five it's 6, 7, 6.25 p.m. We're running a bit late. This It's been a bit hectic again. Like the cl- how clear that is from the black to the white. Yeah. That's fucking unbelievable.
0: Crazy, huh? That's
1: crazy. Um, And I think a lot of benefits are still to come because they're still sore. They're still yeah. dry, you know, so I'm still putting all these different ointments and drops in there, you know, to help them heal. I go in for my next checkup tomorrow morning or I think the final checkup, I guess, just yeah. to make sure they're all good, you know. So it's only going to get better because – uh sometimes during the day it is a bit dry and and your vision's not then perfect. It's quite blurry. You put drops in, you're fucking around a bit still. So like previously on the couch by 8pm at night my eyes would be getting dry and sore. I'd have to go and take my contacts out and all that shit. This It's happening still. They're still yeah. dry and sore but there's no contacts to take out. They're just, you know, <laughs> fucking being laser beamed. So they just, you know... <laughs>
0: They're like, just chill. We need to recover a little.
1: Yeah. So, like, I reckon a lot of there's still more gratefulness to come. Yeah. Like the first day that I have a full day with zero um, dry dry eye, zero pains or discomfort. Yeah. And I just go from like sitting on the couch and go, you know what? I'm just going to bed. Yeah. And just go to sleep and just not have to take my, con- you know, like there's lots. The first time we go on the jet ski and I cop um, water in the face. You know, I can just wipe my eye without a problem. Yeah, you know,
0: and just carry on. Yeah. Well, this morning, even like even the little things, like this morning, you went to the bedside table to go get your glasses, and you are like, "Oh, that's right, I can see. I
1: don't need them anymore." How funny! I am going to get blue blocker lenses put in.
0: I think that's a good idea. It's actually
1: our um, sponsor for this episode,
0: (laughs) Baxter Blue actually just bought case a pair, and they're almost identical to your glasses. Yeah.
1: So, so I'm going to get yeah, I'll get blue blocker lenses. So for...
0: Just computer work.
1: Computer work. More so in the PM. Yes. You know?
0: Yep. Shall we get stuck into the we questions? better, mate. Otherwise,
1: you're going to be up all night.
0: <laughs> um. All right. Cool. Well, do you want to... Shall I ask question number one, since it was asked to you?
1: Uh, I can ask it if you like. I actually think I heard you answer this. Pretty much similar to on one of your lives. It must be the one that Christy's not in. You ready? Yep. Question number one. Let me skip through this. She said, I was going to pop this up in the weekly live, but I thought I'd flick it through first in case uh, it might be a good one for the potty. Christy, it is a great one for the potty. <laughs> Thanks for that. Thanks for uh, your patience. Uh, what are your thoughts on full-body training versus split-body training? For someone training three times a week or for newbies, I can see the benefits of a three-day full-body program. But for someone strength training forty five days a week, is there any benefits of one versus the other? That's a question, and do you want to give some... You might have to give some context because she is in the group and you do know her background.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, and it's funny because I was talking about this similarly on um, one of the lives last night that Christy was in. Um, so just a little bit of like context. Christy, I, I actually said this last night and she's like, haha, not so much anymore. But I said, I describe her like an athlete. Christy is a very athletic uh, body type she has trained for a very long time she probably has a little bit of good muscle building genetics in there as well like she is very an a, a very athletic uh, build and like I said she's been training for a very long time
1: that's been the last name
0: in the last name yeah um, so that was like a little bit of context around her when it comes to I guess my thoughts on full body training versus body part splits I guess she understands probably my concept a little bit more for a lot of people for probably the vast majority of people I always lean towards a full body three-day program over a body part split for a variety of reasons one is to enable consistency Um, a lot of people particularly if they haven't I guess Maybe train for a very long time, and all of a sudden they hate themselves, and so they get on a health kick, and they're like, "Not this is. I'm sick of being the way that I am. I'm gonna get into shape now." And they go from nothing, maybe nothing for six months, maybe more, could be ten years, who knows? And they all of a sudden want to do five a five day split. And it's just far too much. For A, it's far too much for their body that hasn't trained for a very long time to handle. and for B, for consistency, we they've got a history of not being consistent. so rather than throwing them into five days where there is a high chance that they are going to that's going to lead to inconsistency, why not do a three day uh, program? Now the other part, the other reason why I do like it sometimes for people that have got a long history of training, um, particularly someone like Christy who is very much a, I guess, balls to the wall trainer. She's, she lives and breathes training. She's trained for a significant amount of time. That is a big part of her life. She does have, I guess, a semi-stressful life outside of her training. And for a lot of people that have like a high pressure job or um, stressful kind of, I guess, uh, dealings in, in their day-to-day life, by adding on sometimes a five or six day split, just as an example, can add, to, um, add you know, I guess a negative impact um, because they're just not getting the recovery that their body needs to enable them to grow and keep pro- progressing. And we kind of did see that with Christy for a, for a while before. Like I've known Christy for a couple of years. She's, she's followed me for a couple of years. We've had conversations here and there uh, and she actually joined one-on-one coaching I think it was May now. May, and then now she's gone into Train with Ash, which is my more, I guess, um, what would you call it? More automated program rather than having one on one, more at arm's length. The group, yeah, it's a group program. A group program, um, but I had her on three three days, full body plus uh, focus sessions. Which I use focus sessions um, for those that don't know what they are. So the three foundational days are your hard, um, I guess, challenging weightlifting sessions. When I say intense, I don't mean like hit, um, but they are they are more of an intense session. And those days in between, say for example, let's say you did Monday, Wednesday, Friday as your foundational session and then use Tuesday and Thursday. If you are somebody that is like Christy, um, they can be used as what I call a focus session. Now those sessions are not to be as intense as your foundational days, but they're more to be used to, I guess, create a little bit of an extra volume in a body part that may lag for you. Um, and you can actually utilize that to continue to send the muscle building signal. So when you train, you are sending a signal to your, your sorry, your muscle or muscles to, that you want to build muscle, right? That is, that is like you speaking your body's language. Hey, I'm training. And as a result of training, I want you to then use that signal to then grow muscle. This is really simplified. Now, that muscle building signal tends to die off roughly speaking about that 48 to maybe even 72 hours, um, later, but by, doing a focus session, which is not as hard or intense. Okay. So you're not going in the purpose of damaging the muscle like you would in your foundational session. It's more so just to send, continue to send that signal. Hey, this is, this is an area that we need a little bit of focus on guys. Can you please send the little men inside the body to build the muscle in maybe your glutes, for example, that is, I guess, the purpose of a focus session. It's not as it, it's not as stressful on the body. It's just a, you know, just a slight signal to say this is what we're doing. And then the following day you're back into your hard session. You've had enough ability to recover. It's a short, sharp session, and then you go on about your week. I much prefer this method um, if you are somebody that I guess is not a competitive athlete. I think when we look at five day splits or six day splits even it's just not required for the vast majority of people. If you are somebody that is a competitive bikini athlete, then that kind of volume is going to be necessary for you to get into the shape that you need probably a little bit more. It might be five or six day split plus it could be, it could mean two cardio sessions on top of that as well to get you into the shape that requires you to be an athlete and potentially win, um, and be judged off your physique for the vast majority of everyone else, which, and when I say majority, is anyone kind of outside of that. You just don't need that volume. In fact, a lot of people that have been training for a long time and have been doing a huge level or huge volume of work in the gym could actually see better results by doing less. So that's my thoughts.
1: It is, it's a tough one. We're actually talking about... Talking about someone today, and uh, so a lot of top coaches um, will. It's very, it's very common for uh, top coaches to agree on quite a lot. But maybe there's one or two things that they have a different opinion. Yeah. Now those coaches can still love each other, high five, <laughs> be best, like actually still be friends. Yeah, absolutely. And still agree. You know, not to disagree but go, look, I can understand why you do that yeah, and I can see why you do it. I want to do it a bit – it's like uh, Ferrari and Lamborghini. Yeah. They do things differently. Now, some people prefer Lambos, some people prefer Ferraris. Is one better? Is the other better? Well, look, that's probably subjective. Yeah. Whereas – They choose to do – they probably can tip their hat. Lambo can go, you know what, Ferrari, you do do a good job with that part of your car. We decide to do it different for whatever reason. But they're both still good. We're talking about someone that leans into cardio a bit more. So they still have strength training but they're probably a bit more heavy-handed also or they probably split a little more evenly with the cardio. And we were chatting about that and I was like, like, I can see where that person's coming from. Yeah. But – there's such a big component of the behavioural part that gets missed and it's hard because it's, you can say something that's meant for 0.1% of the population yeah. but 999 go, okay, that's me, I'll, I'll, t- I'll stop, I'm going to turn Absolutely. the podcast off, I hear what I want, I've heard the tiny part <laughs> I want to hear yeah. and so I'm not fucking listening to the rest. So many people come from a cardio class or running or whatever background and don't realise that they think they love it. And Mm. it's their dopamine or whatever, and they don't realize a giant portion of those subconsciously think they need it, not they love it. Mm. And so when you say, let's just stop cardio classes or whatever, just for 12 weeks, just give your body a break. A big part of that is the mental part so Mm. they can do it. And they go, you know what? I didn't get fat. I stopped cardio, I haven't got fat, I'm not sweating and I feel fine. And it's like a, it's a mental thing. And I think that's part of this is there as well. When people first start training, they think I need a five day split. Mm. I need upper lower legs. I need push, pull legs. I need whatever it is. That's just immediately where their brain goes for whatever reason. And so I think it's, um, I think it's important to see so many people, less is more Now, some people yeah do a 5 day split now most people are like that's me yeah <laughs> that's I put my hand up if you want to be a bikini competitor you're going to need to do a 5 day split or more yeah, yeah that absolutely. is you outside of that 99.999% of people will hit their goal without having to do a 5 day split myself included i have very poor muscle building genetics my genetically anyone that feels like they struggle to build muscle Like, uh, Brad, you have no idea, you know, (laughs) I'm the one. We're probably identical. Yeah. And I've done what I've done on three days a week. Absolutely. So I think not many people realise what can be achieved in that. Everyone just sort of leans into thinking that's what it is. So that's why you do that with the newbies. Now, if your goal is to be a bikini competitor – Do it. If you've been training for five, six, seven years, you started with low volume, you've done three-day body, you've gained five to ten kilos of muscle, you've gone through reverse diets, you've gone through fat loss phases, you know, you really understand your body and you want to not be a bikini competitor, but you want to push it up a gear, sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Try a five-day
1: split. But uh, most people think they're the ones that need it. Most people are the ones it's actually – You'll generally get more out of the opposite. For our um, relative Christy Lane, mm, yeah. actually, we probably shouldn't say people's last names, should we?
0: Probably not. Sorry,
1: Christy Lane. I so, feel
0: like Christy is probably the exception in this right. case.
1: <laughs> so, for people like that, Christy, what's your goal? Do you have you? Do you want to get to that next level? Do you want to push? You know, uh, and and don't forget, if you have been further than what you are now. You don't have to do that to get back to where you were. Absolutely. It won't get you there faster. It'll no. probably get you there slower. But if you want to crank it up a notch, which I'll be honest, I have considered this. I've gotten to probably not far from my genetic potential. Mm. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe four days. Maybe I'll, you know, what What would, you know, an upper lower, what would this look like? What would that look like? The reality is for it to fit into my lifestyle, I'm going to have to sacrifice something else. And I can't find anything else at the minute I can sacrifice. Mm. I actually tried. I did four days leading up to Bali two years ago. Yeah. And I couldn't sustain it.
0: Yeah. It just, it's like you said, lifestyle. It's something that there's nothing in there that you're willing to sacrifice.
1: So most people will get what they want from you know, three full body day sessions. If there's a lag in body part or somewhere they want to focus, throw a focus session in there. But you'll be extremely surprised. Most people will not only get what they want, most people will get more because uh, training in such an efficient manner is very valuable.
0: Absolutely. For Christy in particular and just obviously knowing her background and knowing how hard she has trained for a long period of time, I think training in the way that she does now is probably – been the best thing for her good yeah like actually like just you know taking it like you said before you just because you've trained at a certain level doesn't mean you have to train like that for the rest of your life and in fact if you've gotten to a point where you're like oh my gosh nothing is just changing i'm training five days i can't possibly train anymore then try actually training less, mm. like allowing yourself to recover. Yeah, What you'll find, and this is something that a lot of people don't realise, like it just doesn't hit you because you don't really notice it. But let's say you train five days a week and you bring it back to three days a week. What you'll find is in those sessions, you're able to perform better. You lift more weight and therefore you recover harder and you grow more muscle mm. because – you're not as fatigued, and you because you're so used to training five days a week, you don't actually realize that you're fatigued on those sessions. You're like, no, no, nothing's happened. My strength hasn't declined, but have try having a rest and see how much your strength increases.
1: It's like um, it's like my eyeballs. You can say it a million times, but until someone's ready to hear it or experiences it, it's just hard to. And I'm not saying this is Christy because no, I, I know she's actually understands this in and out. Yeah, um, but you know it's not until people go a lot of people are not ready to hear it and they'll do the 3 days a week and they'll be like oh my fucking god you're not going to believe what i've been able to achieve on 3 days a week like the rest uh, rest and digest rest and recovery is literally when the body recovers and grows you're not growing when you train you're literally growing the muscle as it repairs
0: and That's, if you, exactly, if you, you just said, uh, rest and digest, rest and digest only happens when you're not in a stressed state. Yeah. So that includes if you go to work and you are somebody that deals with people's problems all day and your boss is an asshole and then you come home. I didn't ask Cheryl feels. <laughs> Cheryl, Cheryl's so, she's, look, we're great people to work for, um, yeah. But if it's a high-stress environment, you're actually still not in rest and digest. So in that moment as well, at work, when you're, like, on the go, you're not actually recovering and, and building muscle either. Mm. Like, you need to be in that recover recovery state.
1: Yeah, training might be, like, a good release for you. Yeah. And it, and it does release dopamine and it does – it can increase energy. You know, like, I would argue a training session, if you were – it felt like you needed an afternoon nap and you could f- either have a nap or a training session. you probably feel better after a training session 100%. than a nap. But that doesn't mean it's um, recovered or repaired you. That's just released dopamine. You might feel accomplishment, all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You still need to recover, you, you know, uh, uh, something as simple as a five-minute stretch afterwards, you know. Or in, your, or in your day off, have a yoga. Uh, that is the most valuable not the most valuable, a super valuable thing, even when people compare Pilates and yoga, they can be very, very different. Pilates is still stressed to a degree, I, w- I would argue. Yeah. Uh, I must look, I must admit I've never actually done a Pilates. I've seen them, but yeah. I haven't actually done one. Whereas yoga, yes, it's physically demanding a bit, but that's actually rest mode when you finish at the end of yoga you know you close your eyes what's the thing they say namaste and you lay there and they let you lay there for a few minutes that's about as rest and digest like you know farts will fall out your bum you're that relaxed
0: if your name's brad lane
1: like that is that's that's an idea you know nice walk with some breathing and all that sort of stuff and that's a big part of the pipe no one wants to hear it no one wants to believe it i didn't believe i could see any better no one wants to believe they can get better as they can look better by training less. Yeah, absolutely. But Christy to answer her specifically. Yeah. If you want to crank it up a notch, bro, if you want to fucking really have a send.
0: <laughs> have a full send.
1: Do your three full body plus
0: She already does it. She does, three she does? full oh, body dude. plus two focus sessions. Okay.
1: Well you're hitting um, so that most And she
0: does about ten thousand plus steps a day.
1: Most research, all the current research shows that the Three of the main factors for training is volume, intensity, and frequency. Volume is 9 to 18, I would say 10 to 20 sets per week. Um, Intensity is pushing about an 8 out of 10. And then frequency, because you want that muscle building signal, you're going to find that you're going to have uh, similar volume, whether you do full body how you are now or you do your splits, your intensity will probably be higher now because you're able to have, even though your focus session, you're still doing something, you'll still recover from that. That's just really to send the muscle building signal again, not necessarily to damage the muscle. And then your frequency is fucking impeccable. You're hitting every body part a minimum of three times a week. So plus you're resting, plus you're digesting,
0: and then boom, yeah, it's, it's
1: only if you literally need to step it up from that amount of volume to get to the next level.
0: All right, question number two Where should I start if I think that I am suffering with the effects of poor gut health? I feel like this is the perfect question for you.
1: Uh, I had suffered with um, poor gut health at the start when I started getting side effects or effects. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know it was poor gut health. I passed out on a plane once. Um, I passed out that bad. I pissed myself on the plane.
0: And, and was taken to hospital. <laughs> and, and got taken to hospital.
1: I didn't know it was happening. I had all brain scans. I had heart scans. I had every scan. They couldn't find it. I was pretty disappointed because when you find something, you're like, at least I know what I'm dealing with here. So for months after, it actually happened twice, but for months after... Um you just worry, you don 't know what it is, anyway, what it is believed look i can 't say one hundred percent this is what it was, but what it is believed to have been is you know you get all this stuff is so much more known now, like back then, how long ago was it ten years ago say so Yeah, probably close oh probably a bit less, but back then there just didn't seem to be as much talk about gut health back then. And so when you have – is it leaky gut? So yeah. you have um, you have gut inflammation, then you have leaky gut, it leaks into your blood, and then you get – I think they call it blood poisoning, I think, which sounds sort of worse than it is. You're not actually – it is blood poisoning, but it's not. So that led to – what's all the bibbing? <laughs> so that led to, you know, whatever issues that I had uh, – Sorry. That led to the passing. You know, so, apparently, something to do with the blood pressure at altitude, uh, poor blood circulation due to blood, oh, whatever it was. <laughs> anyway, so it's believed that it was gut health in the end. Um, the reason that I feel like, yes, that's what it was, is because I tried so many other things. You know, it got down to the point where I changed the filter in our fridge water. I'm like, maybe it's this, because I'm like, I can't do. I would feel okay in the morning, and then by midday I would feel so sick I'd have to go home. And a few hours later I'd feel okay again. And it was something I actually battled with for a while. And I was like, "What the? F- I can't work it out." Um, I remember even people were like, "Is do you put ant rid around the house? Maybe you're out there. Maybe you're like, I don't feel well today. I'm at home. I'll go and put some ant rid out." You know, like that's how intricate. Yeah, well- and I just – I don't know if um, because I wasn't educated in that space at all or it just wasn't really something that was spoken about too much. I got a hair test. I went to a naturopath. The naturopath hooked me up to the magic machine <laughs> and told me all these things that I had uh, intolerances to. Did they took Cut some of my hair, gave my hair cut. He sent it away, came back with a list of actual intolerances. I still to this day, I legitimately do not know – if that's a th- real thing, I don't know if that's possible. So I know he gave me a list and I know he gave me a haircut, yeah. but I, I legitimately don't know.
0: It's believed that they're not accurate. They're not all, accurate. But okay. Now, look, yes. that's where I was going to head with yeah. it.
1: If someone were to come through and go, uh, you know, like uh, the protein myth, yeah. you know, uh, if someone were to come to me and go, Brad, those things actually don't work, it's a myth, I would go, you know what, you're fucking probably right. However... What it did do is give me a list of shit I shouldn't have. And you know what was on that list? Basically just trash, Mm, you know. Processed stuff. A lot of processed foods, um, you know, that I was probably filling 99% of my diet with. Mm. So what the result was, I cut out all that shit. As soon as I started cutting out, All these processed foods, Coca-Cola, look, none of them are necessarily junk. However, over time, they believe and it can be like an accumulative thing where, you know, it it was just poor gut health, Mm, right? And these things were not only not adding value, there was no nutritional content, yada, yada, yada. So I basically went on a very, very clean and nutritious way of eating and all the problems went away. And I went, okay, it's those foods. Now, while it may not have been those exact foods – Just by eliminating them, I was able to feel better and then slowly introduce different foods. Now, for me, I feel like I got off super lightly because I feel like once the inflammation went away, once that gut inflammation went away, I then had a bit more tolerance for things. Mm. So I can have a pizza and I might get the farts. That's as bad as it gets. I feel okay. However, uh, my diet will slowly veer... It's like, you know, it's like you're having a steering wheel and being on a straight road and turning it to the right, the least right you can get. So less than a millimetre to the right. Like, so pretty much you're still going straight, but over time you end up on the other side of the road. And that's how I feel like my gut health is. I feel like I get to a point where I'm like, oh, I've got the foods. That's what I call it. Yeah, that. And the I call foods. it the foods. And so I'll start, I'll like, oh, shit, you know what? I didn't even realise I have been slowly veering into uh, more processed foods, foods that don't agree with my gut, yada, yada, yada. And then I'll trim it back, increase, start tracking my fiber again, make sure I'm having my fruits, my veggies, all that sort of stuff. So that's the, that was my experience and that's how it went for me. If I were to start again, I would go straight to a coach. I would go to the dude that I've f- fucking made fun of or whatever. A few <laughs> yeah. episodes ago, I was like, oh, uh, you know, I had to unfollow him because every single thing, you know, was gut health. You yeah, know, our, you yeah, lost your speak. job, it's gut health. <laughs> it's gut you health. kick your toe, it's gut health, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I was like, dude, I get how important it is, but just fucking ease up on the gut health. I get it. Just relax, bro. Maybe some things are not, you know, it's raining today, gut health, you know. Maybe that's not gut health. But that's who I would go to. Who is he? Jake.
0: Jake. Uh, Jake Dolshall or something like that. But there's a couple. Look, I there, would say an expert, a gut health expert, someone that specialises in that, right?
1: Find an expert. The reason I say him is because I've never worked with balls him.
0: balls-deep in gut. Because
1: health. get yourself someone that is um, yeah. uh, fucking sick for it. Yeah. You know, That's. I might be teasing him because I don't have a problem. It's not really my market anymore i've right. i'm across it so yeah. i don't need to see that anymore you know Yeah. whereas uh if i was i would guess i'll just go straight to a coach i would not fuck around with it they will teach you everything you need to know about your gut how to manage it what signs to look for they'll have a process they'll they prob- do
0: blood tests
1: They oh dude perfect blood tests there'll be an eight week thing and that's what i would personally do if it's not in the budget, or if you're like, oh, my symptoms aren't that bad, or whatever. I would. There's two ways to go. You could either go. Is it FODMAP? Yeah. You, which is like fucking cutting everything out. Mm. It's an extreme approach, but it's fucking solid. There's absolutely no downside other than the fact that you're restricting a lot of foods. Mm. If if you uh, suffer quite badly with you know food intolerances, then yeah, for sure, dude. Uh, find yourself a time that it works best for you during the year how I don't even know how long you have to cut it out for I actually don't know
0: I'm, I de- I feel like it's definitely at least a couple of weeks I'm
1: thinking two to four weeks yeah, and, and basically like you, you cut out fucking nearly everything right and, and you reintroduce someone. and then you go are you feeling better yeah I feel brand new cool let's reintroduce one thing mm. you know it might be wheat whatever yeah. and then how do you feel fucked okay yeah get rid of wheat yeah do you feel good yes i feel good again all right you can't have wheat let's try dairy or whatever so broadly speaking that's sort of what they do so either do it yourself do a fodmap thing yourself but you have to track it all yeah you know what brad i feel like i i eat really well but then if i actually if you tracked it i would look at your shit and i'd be like bro that's not really well like, You're
0: eating mostly trash. Remember
1: Billy we went away with and he's like, I eat really well. But he knew everything on the McDonald's menu. He's like, I've had breakfast at McDonald's so many times. I don't eat breakfast anymore. I have their lunch menu for breakfast. <laughs> and I'm like, McDonald's do lunch for breakfast? He's like, yeah, 24-hour menu. Didn't you know? Like, But he felt like he ate really well because he probably has a heap of veggies at dinner or something. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean?
0: I feel like... Um- with your – your like just going back to your hair test and going over your gut health, your diet was disgusting. It was,
1: poor. Yeah, it was very poor, like yes. Like
0: vegetables, they weren't a thing in your no. life. Like you didn't eat a vegetable. No. And it really – this is that correlation, causation, correlation thing. So I believe that it wasn't those particular foods, this is what I believe, that caused the – Issues in the first place, but I believe that by having, like you said, having that test really changed the way that you eat in a significant way. You eat vegetables now and you choose to eat them. Yes, you still have Tim Tams and pizza and beer and whatnot. Um, We swapped you to lactose free milk and that, and lactose free cheese and all that kind of Mm. stuff, which I feel like making little swaps here and there. After a while, we realised that your life wasn't turned upside down and you chose to eat in certain ways because they made you feel good. And as a result, boom, like you're, you're great and you know the triggers when it happens.
1: Well, you talk all the time about the value of food and food that's bringing you joy. Mm. Joy is not just Tim Tams. Joy is not just mouth pleasure. Mm. Joy can be when I sit down and I go – I legitimately looking forward to this 100 grams of vegetables because I know how good I'm going to feel. I know that if I do this for lunch and dinner today, if I have that giant amount of veggies at lunch and I'll do the same again at dinner, I know how uh, much of a positive, I can tell the difference. It's like my eyes, bro. Bro. You know, like if yeah. I had to eat veggies at lunch and dinner to see how I see, yeah, I would do it because yeah, it's absolutely. so fucking good. Yeah. And then if I ate like shit, my vision went back to how it was, I'd be like, ah, oh, this is no good. I want that good.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's joy as well.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Cool. You ready for question three? Yeah. Did you even uh, answer that one?
0: Yeah, I did. You sure? I had an input.
1: All right. Question number three. I am considering joining an eight week body recomp program. Would love your thoughts.
0: I think recomp is the new buzzword. That's my thoughts. I think a lot of people, in an ideal scenario, like.
1: What yeah, is recomp?
0: Re, okay, good, good, good question. Recomp means that you would simultaneously be losing fat and growing muscle at the same time.
1: What's it short for?
0: Recomposition, body recomposition. So that is the result. Like that's what recomposition is, losing fat and growing muscle at the same time. Now, is that an optimal goal or an optimal environment? Uh, Maybe not an optimal environment, but maybe an optimal goal to have or a very good goal to have not not really. I'm going to say not really. And the only reason why is because it's something that's actually quite challenging to achieve and it's something that would take a very long time to do as well. You would be better off either picking to grow muscle, I believe, or picking to lose fat. Now, some people naturally will experience body recomposition, which is great. Like that's an awesome scenario. But there's going to be a large portion of people that don't. And I think if you're going in with a mindset of like, that's my goal is to grow muscle and lose fat simultaneously at the same time, which is like a dream scenario happening. And that's your expectation and it doesn't happen. You're going to be extremely disappointed and probably not follow through. Um, to achieve that in eight weeks as well, I think is a short period of time. I think that's setting up an expectation um, that's not likely that's how, I, I guess, I feel. If you're looking to recomp, you're probably looking at, you know, 12-month-plus period. Um, that's, I guess, the way that I personally look at it.
1: You can't – how the fuck can you advertise body recomp? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, it's just you, – like
1: – You can't – okay. You can do know what,
0: it. You can achieve it.
1: I don't know, but you – well, some people can't.
0: Well, yeah, some people it's – extremely extremely challenging yeah i I feel like it's not body
1: recomposition is what pretty much everyone would want so if you could take a magic tablet (laughs) there's three (laughs) tablets muscle gain one is just muscle gain yeah one is just fat loss and one is body and one is both yeah body recomposition everyone's taking the body recomposition there's some people that think oh no brad I just need to lose this five kilos or 10 kilos. I think I said it last podcast. If you could, through the magic of computer and science, show someone what their physique would look like just with fat loss, show them what it would look like with muscle growth plus fat loss, everyone's picking the muscle growth one. Yeah, I can't imagine anyone that's like, you know what? I would rather look less fucking toned, you know, and just a smaller version of what I am now. Sure, some people might go, look, Brad, I've got so much weight to lose that I'm happy just that I'd be content just to, you know, if you're blind, you'd be happy to see with how I used to be able to see. I get it. But guess what? You're going to get to that point and then you're going to want uh, like x-ray vision like I've got. So if people were like really honest, their end goal, and they could never get any further than that, you're picking your final fucking physique forever. But they'll be like, you know what? Yeah, fuck it. I probably would rather that one that looks toned and, you know, nice and sculpted. Yeah. Do I get to pick where, you know, a bit more booty or whatever? But there's no – so if you could give everyone, so that's what everyone wants. Everyone wants to gain muscle and lose fat until they hit their goal. Yeah. Then you might, you know, if you've been at it for two, three years, you might go, oh, you know what, I just want to lose body fat in summer and then try and gain a bit of muscle in winter. But effectively, that's what everyone wants. Not everyone can get that. That's not – it's like saying fucking uh, getting a teenager and trying to sell them you can grow taller. Some kids grow to five foot and stop. Yeah. My mum's <laughs> five foot tall. My dad's six foot two. You can't sell them. It's out of their control to, for a large portion of yeah. people. Does that make sense? Yeah. If there is a category of people that will be able to gain muscle and lose fat, to fall into that category – it's been decided for you already, based off genetics, dieting history, training history, and also and what
0: you, what approach you take, and your approach,
1: forward. and yeah. then your adherence. But like approach and adherence alone aren't enough if you don't have the genetics. You've been training for ten years, or or, or dieting, or whatever. There's there's factors that are outside of your control that determine whether you you are a suitable candidate for body recomposition. For example, if you have got 30 kilos to lose to hit your goal weight... And you are a hyper responder to muscle growth. A lot of people don't realize that they actually might be. Mm. A lot of chicks might have not really played much sport in school because they weren't interested, or their circle of friends, or maybe the way they looked at themselves. They didn't look like at themselves like they were athletic or whatever. And some of these chicks, because you see them come through our program, and they will grow fucking muscle very quickly. And you're yeah. like, you're like, bro, you are a hyper responder to muscle you growth, can and they they've just never realized because yeah. they've never done it. So that chick. Yeah, bro, you will grow muscle and lose fat at the same time, 100%. However, there can be people that also are the opposite to that. Mm. So if you're selling someone a body recomposition uh, outcome, you can't guarantee that outcome. Yeah, You can guarantee fat loss to a degree. Like when people do a shred, well, as long as you're in a deficit for your whole eight weeks, yeah, you'll probably lose weight. You know, you might, there's other side effects, you know, you might fall off the wagon or whatever, but like you can sell a shred program. Mm. I might not agree with it, but you can sell it. Yeah. Body recomp. You can't guarantee body recomp. I would not be able to body recomp.
0: Well, yeah. Well,
1: when I say body recomp, if I spent the next five years with a fucking scientist and a lab. (laughs) and they're giving me the exact to the number protein and calorie, the exact to the number training and recovery, then yes, over a five-year period, I could probably grow 500 grams of muscle and lose 500 grams of fat. So is it possible? Yes. Should you be selling that? Come on, man. Maybe if you're a scientist and you've got that lab.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I think it's just not the most optimal environment and it's not an ideal goal to have. <clears throat> it's, That's, I,
1: ben Carpenter says, like, trying to have a shit and a wank at the same time. <laughs> like, do one, then the other. If your yeah. goal is muscle growth and fat loss, <clears throat> pick one and then pick the other. Yeah. And I just find that advertising something that only 0.0001% of people could be guaranteed to achieve is uh, a little bit – a markety, too marketing,
0: Too markety. Like,
1: hey, do you want just the best of everything? Fucking sure. Like, duh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
0: Cool. Wow. Well, question number four. I got
1: sweaty over that one. Is this my question?
0: Yeah. Uh, are you going to ask me? Okay. You ready? Yep.
1: Question number four. I love cooking with protein powder, but I've recently read that you shouldn't cook with protein powder because it denatures it.
0: Yeah. I'd love your thoughts. <laughs> denatures. <laughs>
1: I have never heard that fucking word in my life. I know what they mean. I know what they're saying because I know I've heard people ask this before and I actually happen to know the answer, but I've never heard the word. There you go. Denatures. I thought that's like removing trees
0: or whatever. (laughs) So when you heat protein of any kind, whether it's protein powder or steak or chicken, whenever you heat protein, heat it, it denatures protein. What's it called? Denature. So when you even consume – so when you eat the protein, let's say you would eat not hot protein, WPI, whatever. You eat it. When you eat s- WPI, like whey. Eat whey or yeah. like just a protein. You have a protein shake. You have a protein shake. As a process of your body, your body actually denatures the protein to be able to digest and <gasps> absorb it.
1: Are you telling me that the – Thermic effect of food. The thermic <laughs> part could mean the heat,
0: <laughs> the heat, the heating of the food. Yes. Um. And this is like obviously really really dumbed down, but it does denature the protein. So people that are scared of heating protein powder, for example, like cooking with protein powder, because they're scared that it's. I think what they're scared of is their denature sounds like a really scary mm. word. So they're like, oh, does that mean that it ruins the protein and mm. it's not going to be really protein anymore or whatever their thoughts. They that won't get the
1: it for muscle growth yeah and will I does this stop that happening? Yeah.
0: no it doesn't because it happens whether you cook if, whether you bake protein a uh, protein powder in the oven or whether you cook a steak no one's gonna eat a raw steak well there might be some people this out there. Can't,
1: is, is a cut uh, no but uh, who are the people that eat people? carnivores or what are they called
0: i don't know is there there's people that eat people you
1: know like the tribes maybe not these days i reckon somewhere you know there's old tribes that still live um like we would have lived a hundred or probably 200 years ago yeah you know they live off the land or whatever No, like proper bro not just like the amish but like you know, there's tribes...
0: I'm living under a rock, bro. Bro,
1: they've had, they have done studies on these tribes. You should know about this because um, maybe I'm saying it the wrong way because I've heard you talk about this yeah, on a five-day challenge. Yeah, but when you like
0: talking about people eating people, like bro, that's different.
1: I'm trying to get there. Okay. I'm trying to sew this long story together short, <laughs> in, a, in as short a way as possible. So in those tribes where they've done studies to mm. see how much, how actually you would expect their uh, calorie expenditure to be very high because how much they move, and they're like, wow, their calories out are quite low because their body has adapted to their calories in as a part of way for survival. Surely with these tribes that are so, if you go back however long when they did used to eat people, or there was trouble. What's it called? What's a word if people eat people?
0: I don't know. Barbarian, carnivore. No, carnivores, when like carnivore when you eat completely meat.
1: What's it called when people eat people?
0: I don't actually know. All right. I don't know the name of that. But where we need an assistant. You know how some podcasts, they're like, hey, assistant, look this up for us real quick.
1: Cannibalism. Can, that's Fuck.
0: it. That's the word. Right, I yeah, now, sh- I do know that A one. cannibal.
1: So um, yeah. surely, look. I have never met one. I haven't looked into this. <laughs> I might have to. This is <laughs> You're my YouTube. U- this is my YouTube for the night. Yeah. Um, surely where there's a tribe somewhere that they're like, you know what? Um, this is fucking delicious. Who is this? Oh, this is Barry. Oh. <laughs> you know,
0: Paul Bads. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Do you reckon
1: they eat people still?
0: Look, I am going to say no. I'm going to say that it's probably amongst. One of the things that people wouldn't do in 2021, but hey, I'm open to searching that up and seeing if that happens still.
1: Well, we know what my YouTube uh, search history. If (laughs) I, we'll come back to you next week. Yeah, I'll come back to you next week and let you know. So, if someone ate Barry,
0: so if someone ate Barry, as a process of eating, consuming, digesting. Uh, absorbing your body denatures the protein as a result. So, short answer after after all of that about Barry getting eaten by who? Who's eating? Well, Barry? actually, I by don't know. Jerry.
1: Now I've rethought about it. Probably wouldn't. It would not be Barry. A bit like what would their names be back then? Yeah,
0: because <laughs> didn't I they not talk know. or whatever they? <laughs> they have like different language, land like language. I don't look. I don't land know. language. Land language. All right, let's
1: fuck it. It's Barry.
0: It's Barry. It's um yep. so yeah. when Jeff's so, eating
1: Barry, Jeff's like, Oh, this is really good. I'm denaturing this as I
0: Exactly. So in short, don't stop cooking with your protein powder if you enjoy it. Look, I'm gonna be honest, I don't like cooking with protein powder. I've ne- never cooked anything good that, that tastes any tastes remotely good that it's been baked with protein powder in it. However, if you cook something and you're like, I love it, it's the best thing I've ever cooked, keep doing it, girl.
1: It was a myth. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. I'm and just, are you also trying to serious. say myth busted?
0: Myth, we need like a myth busted. We need button. a myth,
1: yeah. Oh, I must have that turned down.
0: Oh, that's, that's our
1: that. That's our myth busted. There you go. There you go. You ready? Yeah. Uh, Hang on, do I ask you? Yeah, you better you? ask a question sooner or later. Uh,
0: what's the difference between muscle growth and building lean muscle mass?
1: They are just a different term for the same thing. Uh, some people will picture... Um, uh, I think this started in bodybuilding, and I think this is effectively when you talk about bulking versus main gaining, yeah. I think this is what it is. If someone were to go through a bulk and they're like, oh, my booty's growing, you know, they might be in a, a surplus, anywhere from a 5% to, uh, you know, a, a anywhere up from their 20%, 30% surplus, they're starting to grow. Well, you'll fill out your clothes not just, uh, not just in body fat, sort of areas like in say in your waist but it's often like chicks might the glutes might grow Mm -hmm. but it might be in what uh, looks like actually not a bad way Mm -hmm. they might not feel like fat or whatever and then there's uh, other people that will be in a very small surplus growing muscle and I think they just get confused the chick that's growing booty it's just body fat does that make sense Uh, whereas so no there's no difference between uh lean muscle and just muscle muscle mass is muscle mass when you look at when you eat barry and when you (laughs) skin him and take his fat off when you eat a piece of um steak i apologize in advance to vegans vegetarians when you eat if you have a piece of steak a raw steak in your hand that is that's muscle that's Mm. what that is now uh how how much muscle, how le- it either grows or shrinks or whatever, there's not a way for that to be a different type of muscle. Your muscle either grows or the muscle shrinks. That's yeah. it. There's no way to change it to be a leaner piece of Barry or, <laughs> a, you know, a fattier piece. The difference is literally the body fat that comes along Absolutely. with it. So when you grow muscle, some people will be in a surplus and will grow body fat at the same time it's actually uh, very difficult to grow muscle without gaining fat if you're a newbie Uh, so if you're you know less than 12 months into training or if you've been training in a least less than optimal way and now you started training in an optimal way maybe uh maybe you were like me maybe you weight trained but you didn't Eat to support your goal. Yeah. Uh, maybe you're a hyper-responder. Maybe, you know. So there's a few categories of people that, yes, you can grow muscle without gaining body fat. You might be able to gain muscle and lose body fat. That's called body recomp, if anyone's ever <laughs> heard of that. Um, but the most efficient way to grow muscle, how to grow the most muscle in the shortest period of time, is actually to be in a surplus where you're growing both muscle and fat. Yeah. Now there's an argument, not an argument, but there's uh, differing opinions in our space, the most optimal way to grow muscle. If you're growing muscle and fat, you know that you're growing the most muscle you can. If you're growing muscle and like, well, oh, not really any fat, are you getting as much muscle as you could? Probably not. So you might actually grow more muscle the more fat you have because you know there's a surplus of energy to support muscle growth however when it comes time to go through a a fat loss phase you lose muscle so the argument is the people that are in quite a big deficit and gain quite a bit of fat and muscle do they lose that extra muscle they gained during their fat loss phase
0: you like answered that so well last night there was like a super super similar like almost identical question um In Train With Ash. Ah. And um, yeah, you summed that up like absolutely perfectly. I was going to be like, well, it's muscle is muscle. It's yeah, like it's lean, lean muscle, building muscle, same, same. All the same. No yeah. different.
1: And there's all bits of muscle. There's connective yeah. tissue. Well, there's course. contractile, you yeah. know, there's all that sort of stuff. But, but I think
0: the the real question is, like, people are they don't care about that. That shit, no. They're no. like, who gives a shit about a tendon and Tell a, me like, about a, Barry? Like, am I going am I, am I growing glutes? Am I gonna have lean glutes or am I gonna grow my bum and not be happy because I've got fat on there like I think that's the real question behind there is like is there a way to do this so that I'm really just only um growing glutes only go slower go yeah
1: the faster you when I say faster the bigger the surplus yeah or yeah the bigger the surplus the more body fat you'll grow the more muscle you grow that's it however uh if you ever plan on going to a fat loss phase Mm. so there was a time when I was quite skinny I had never planned to go into a fat loss phase yeah, you so like, that's never going to happen. I didn't care. Yeah. I was like, I don't care how much of this is fat and how much is muscle. I just want to gain weight so I don't feel so skinny. Yeah. And I did that. Yeah. However, I did get to a point, I was like, you know what? I wonder what my physique would look like if I dropped a few percent body fat. So if you, you know, if you're like, don't care about the body fat game, which there are people that would be in that, that category. Totally. Um, just increase your surplus and you'll grow more muscle. However, if you ever plan on, having a fat loss phase, mm. you know, if you're planning on in the next 12 months having a fat loss phase. So when I did my growth, I never had any vision of ever needing fat loss. It was the last thing I ever needed. Yeah. So that was why I didn't care. However, if you're like, I don't want a fat loss for 12 months, they, even then I'd be like, you don't want to gain too much body fat because when you've, you've got to lose it, which is a shit process to go through. The more you've got to lose – you know, the long potentially the longer the process and then you will lose some muscle along the way. So how much of this muscle? So I used to subscribe to bulk cut, bulk cut, where you would be in a thirty percent surplus. So quite quite the surplus. Quite a lot. So as an example, chicks in your group, let's say they start off on a uh, two thousand calories just to make it easy around numbers, and that's their maintenance, you would go up to twenty six hundred.
0: Yeah, that's a lot. Your
1: fucking scale is going up probably <laughs> 500 grams a week at least. That's a lot, bro. Yep. So that's uh, that's a fucking surplus. Yeah. That's, that's what I went through except I had to increase it significantly more than that. How So no, I'm more subscribed now. So this is probably – I feel like this is the last fat loss phase I'm going to do. Yeah. And I'll just main gain from here yeah. because – you know?
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like you're at that point now where it's just like, no, I'm just going to have that one last and then maintain that as well as you can.
1: Yeah. So even uh, post my previous fat loss phases, Mm. I haven't really reversed No, because the body fat gain after hasn't bothered me.
0: Exactly. It's
1: actually, if anything, because I've always felt skinny, I feel probably more comfortable. Yeah, with that growing little bit, a little bit more. With that little bit more body fat, mm. so it hasn't worried me. Whereas this one, I'm like, you know what, I wonder – I'm actually now thinking, you know what, I reckon I could sustain abs year-round. Yeah. And so what I'm going to do is I will do a proper reverse, a nice, slow, 50-calorie reverse, a main gain yeah. effectively.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the end of the potty, guys.
1: Did you even – did you
0: – No, I don't really have anything else to add to that. You nailed it. Um. Do you want to say anything?
1: Only. Hey, <laughs> I forgot all these buttons.
0: Yeah, we need to start using them again for some reason. There you go. Myth yeah. bust, our busted segment coming. <laughs> um, well, guys, next time we speak to you, we'll obviously be remarried again, which would be great. Um, if you don't already follow me, Ash underscore underscore Lane on Instagram, Brad at train with Brad. Um, I don't think I have anything else to say.
1: Last thing is obviously just that we love you. (laughs)
0: All right. Love you. Bye. Okay.
1: Love you. Bye. Bye.